0: You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 128. Today, I'm introducing you to Angela Lanter. She was born and raised in Northeast Ohio, and at the age of 15, took her first job as a hairstylist and makeup artist. While in college, Angela continued to pursue her love of beauty by freelancing for proms and weddings and other events. And in 2011, Angela relocated to LA to be with her now husband, actor and star of the NBC show's Timeless... Matt Lanter. In February of 2013, Angela launched Hello Gorgeous and her subsequent YouTube channel. And by December, she was named as an official pop sugar select blogger and was featured as the number one shop style campaign blogger. Recognizing her passion for Hello Gorgeous, Angela left her career to become a full-time blogger. She has always enjoyed giving makeovers and helping women feel their most beautiful, which inspired her to create it in the first place. What I love about Angela. Angela is iTunes into her YouTube channel. It is insanely good. And she provides real life tips and tricks in the most authentic, helpful way. And I love the way that she carries herself. YouTube is an area that I personally have not experimented with. And so I wanted to bring in someone that I consider an expert. With over 175,000 subscribers and growing by the minute, I am so excited to welcome the beautiful, the brilliant, the blogger, the YouTube star, my friend, Angela Lanter.
1: You're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Who are we fooling? You hate ads, right?
0: It's like, just give me the content and stop trying to sell me on another thing. Guess what? I heard you loud and clear, so loud and clear that I'm doing something totally radical, and I'm letting go of all of my sponsorships. Now, I might be crazy, but bear with me because when I started this show, The Gold Digger Podcast, it was all about impacting people with the best free education out there. And so to align with my mission, this show is not sponsored anymore. But it is brought to you by our free Pinterest resource, the Ultimate Pinterest Guide. That's right. It's entirely free and a full seven-page guide to help you crack the code on Pinterest. Just get your hands on it by going to www.jkpinterest.com and snag it. That's right. Another free resource made especially for you at jkpinterest.com. Enjoy. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Are you guys ready? Hey, guys, we have my amazing friend, Angela Lanter. We have been friends online for like, what, years? Um, This is the first real life conversation we get to have. So thank you for being on the show, Ange. Thank you so much for having me. And guys, it's her birthday today. I know that this episode is coming out not on her birthday, but you have to go over on social and just say thank you for hanging out with us on your birthday because I think that is so special. So thank you for giving up an hour of your birthday for us. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, I'm very pleased to be here. Oh, we're so excited. So let's just kick it off. I love starting at the very beginning. Okay. What is your story? And kind of what do you do today? How did you land there? Talk about, you know, what's going on in your life and give us the scoop. So you want me to go back to like the day I was born? Or? I mean, well, the show is about 40 minutes. So whatever we can fit there. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love you. <laughs>
2: but I mean, my story begins in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Worked for an insurance company, met my husband, fell in love long distance, did the long distance thing, two and a half years, which anybody who's been down that road knows that's brutal. Ohio to California, Mm -hmm. packed up, moved out to be with him. He gave me an ultimatum. Let's be real. (laughs) Um, So I was a fraud investigator for an insurance company and everybody stops me in my tracks whenever I say that. Like, what? You're a beauty blogger. Like, How in the world did you go from fraud (laughs) investigator to beauty blogger? And that's a tangled web, I guess. I always just had this thing with beauty. I mean, from being in junior high, the moment, even probably before that, like even four years old, like anytime I could get my hands on makeup, I was in it, on it. It was on everything, everybody. And I would, my very first job ever was working at a very glamour shots esque company, Gosh. doing <laughs> hair and makeup in <laughs> small town USA at a salon that my aunt owned. And I just always had the the bug for Beauty And my dad would not let me go to beauty school. He was like, you are not doing this. This can't be a career in Ohio. Little did he know that I would (laughs) would do what I wanted with it. (laughs) So I moved out to LA doing my investigating of fraudulent claims. And all of my girlfriends would come over to our house and say, oh my gosh, you're Pinteresting like crazy. You, You do the cooking, the beauty, the fashion, the DIY stuff. Like, why don't you start a blog? And this is like when... Everyone's like, well, "What's a blog?" Mm-hmm. I don't know what a blog is. <laughs> and this is right when Pinterest was kind of getting its its first wind, like really kind of like taking off, like where like you and I might know what Pinterest is, but our moms definitely didn't know what Pinterest was. It was
1: bad. Yep. It had to um, be like,
0: what, 2012? Because I got married yes. in 2011 and Pinterest was not a thing. Yes. 2012 is
2: right when this... Yes. So it was early 2013. Finally, I listened to them and we were planning our wedding. We were about to get married. And Matt's like, you know what? Why don't we like, just launch a blog? Why don't you... like? try it and I got a camera like you know every other blogger husband like (laughs) I got a camera I think I could take some pictures and I'm like okay we just started Hello Gorgeous he came up with the name and we're in the the thick of planning a wedding and I posted like two times because who really launches a blog when you're planning a wedding it's insane. (laughs) So June rolls around, it's wedding time, and we find out that Matt's show that he was on, by the way, he's a, an actor for anyone who doesn't know. He was on Nine Hundred Two and 90210 on the CW. It got canceled, and he immediately got onto another show, which require us to move to New Orleans. And it would require us to move to New Orleans like 10 days after our wedding. Oh. So we were at a crossroads, and he was like, we both just felt like it was not what we wanted, you know, to get married and then move cross country, him and me stay in California. Like we just wanted to be together. Mm -hmm. So I decided to quit my job with the insurance company. And he's like, you know what, we're moving to new Orleans. Why don't you like really put some time into this blog thing and just see what happens. And you know, I never thought that it was going to become a job or that it would become like an active revenue source. I never realized that it could even become anything other than just a way to occupy my time when he was on set for, you know, up to 18 hours a day. Like it just it was just something to to keep me company kind of. And so we did and it really took off for us. I'd say within 3 months of blogging consistently in New Orleans, I won the Pop Sugar Blogger of the Year award. Oh my god. And um <laughs> and then later that same year in September, we launched my YouTube channel which is Primarily makeup tutorials, and we've just kind of been going ever since. And I say we because he shoots all of my videos and photos still to this day, unless he's, you know, on a project. I'll hire it out if I need to.
0: And yeah, that's, that's That's amazing. I don't think I knew that he shot for you. Like what a sweet husband.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's been completely us. And every time he books a new project and we move, you know, like we're the only two people that we have. So Mm -hmm. he keeps my business running and I move along with him and keep the house running, I guess, (laughs) Take, take care of him and take care of the dog, you
0: know? And Soon you're gonna be taking care of the baby. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Angela is very pregnant at this point of the recording. And so we're so excited. So how has Hey Gorgeous changed from the beginning? Like you, you know, you start as a blog and you've grown, like how has the whole Hello Gorgeous brand just transformed?
2: I mean obviously the amount of followers has grown with me which is fantastic but we've just slowly started to incorporate other things. I wanted to create a podcast years ago. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I just knew that I wanted to create a podcast and mm-hmm. this was what because I've been into the podcast world like as a listener, consumer Fan for a long time. Like, I just love podcasts. And I knew I wanted to do that, but I didn't know in what capacity or what would even be realistic because when we move and he's on a project, like, our world is completely consumed by his schedule. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
2: when we got pregnant, which was a complete surprise, I just came to him and I was like, you know what? This could be a really fun opportunity for us to start a podcast. So, we launched our podcast, which is called Hello Bump. And we've been chronicling our pregnancy journey week by week. So that's something that we've added within the last year. Overall, I've just kind of seen my brand evolve into more of a, not so much a outfit of the day style blog, which Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of those, just a lot of those. I just wanted a little bit more girth. I know that's a really weird, gross word, but that's the only word I know how to, how, I to think, like it. how to describe it. But I wanted, I wanted some like grit to what I was doing. I wanted women to be able to come to my blog and leave feeling impacted in a way like, like they're taking something away, whether they feel a little bit more gorgeous, just from the inspiration that I provide, or like, Just on Tuesdays, I haven't been super consistent about it at this point in my life because I'm so very pregnant and I have so much going (laughs) on, but I have a series that I do called Girl Talk Tuesdays where I attack very real life topics, everything from what it's like to have small breasts or like how to deal with your period cramps, like just Mm -hmm. all of the things that us women have to deal with that nobody else really wants to talk about other than like, you know... Not wiki, but
0: what's the medical one? That you I get mean, on? really, nobody talks about it, anyways. <laughs> no, <I laughs> and mean, when you I find do. those like forums, it's terrifying. So They're I'm terrifying. really thankful that you just actually talk about it from your standpoint and not necessarily maybe a medical standpoint.
2: No, it's definitely not a medical standpoint. <laughs> but like, I've had a struggle as a woman for since I was 16 years old with a disease called endometriosis, and mm-hmm. I've created a community of women who have found me because of me talking about endometriosis and I never knew if I could get pregnant or not. And so it was a major surprise for me to do that. And to be able to share that journey with people has been really, really rewarding, but that's a major way I've seen my brand grow is just, you know, more on a personal level, which is more Mm -hmm. important to me than anything, because I love that people, I love to connect. And that's my favorite part of being a blogger really
0: and YouTuber. Yeah. So I think one question that I'm sure you get, but I think a lot of people are curious on is like, how do you actually make a living blogging, YouTubing, Instagramming, you know, podcasting? We don't need the specifics, but do people ever ask you like, well, how is that a job? Because it's a really real job. Like it's a lot of work. So can you share a little bit about what that process has looked like?
2: Yeah. We got that question most often from our families for a very Mm long time. (laughs) And there's still people in my family who's like, you do what? Okay, whatever (laughs) you know. Like they're just like we see you post pretty pictures, and I don't. I mean, like I don't have the gift of photography like you do. Like you have such a gift to see an image and be able to capture it. Mm -hmm. I don't have that, so like they they don't even get it at all. All they know is that I'm in a photo. Like I'm not even creating this beautiful photo. So, so you know, it's not something also that. People, there's so many people who want to become bloggers and who think that they're going Mm -hmm. to start a blog and just immediately make it into this amazing business. And it's, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. Like it's not even, it's such a labor of love. And you have to have a passion for it in order to make it successful. You really, the way to make it a successful business is to align yourself with products and brands that A, you truly love and B, Mm -hmm. are completely on brand for you. Not, you know, signing up to whoever brings you an opportunity like and selling out for it, which you see a lot of nowadays Mm -hmm. because there's so many influencers, but that's not what is going to create you a lasting brand. In my opinion, that's really it. It's getting aligned with the proper products and brands that just make sense for you and your blog and your YouTube channel and working with them in a capacity of, I mean, it's an advertising space at the end of the day. That's what it is. And figuring out how to organically and naturally talk about these things that make sense for you, that makes sense for your audience and in a way that they're going to respond to it and understand that you would talk about these things or you would blog about these things in, in your whether you're getting paid or not. These are just things Mm -hmm. that you would use in real life. So I think that's the main way to get started is, you know, finding which brands make sense to partner with.
0: Do you remember like what the first brand was that you worked with or like how that came to be? (laughs) Like in a paid
2: capacity? Yeah.
0: I remember when
2: I was very, very early getting started, like, by the way, I don't think that we truly made money on my blog, like to a point where we could see a surplus after putting all the expense that we did into like buying mm-hmm. camera equipment. And it's expensive to start a YouTube channel, by the way. So I don't think we saw actually on the plus side until probably year three. But, mm-hmm. And I think that that's realistic. I think the very first brand who reached out to us who wanted to, partner with us and they paid us. And a very small gift card was, (laughs) was Walmart. It was Walmart and CoverGirl together. And they wanted me to do a video on YouTube and they wanted me to give away some gift cards. And in exchange, they gave me a gift card. And really all I could do with that was pay for product to put in the video. But in my mind, that was payment. And in my mind, I was like, I was Big big time. It was big time because it was Walmart and it was CoverGirl and I didn't care that I didn't get a paycheck. <laughs> it was just like, fact to me, things. it was a big
0: deal. That's so awesome. I think too, I did a whole show about like what it's really like to be an influencer and and how to establish what is the right fit. Because I think that, you know, we've all had partnerships in the past where we're dreading posting about it or we're cringing because we're like, why did I say yes to this? And I think you have to go through some of those really awkward things to be very confident in your yeses. Do you have any advice for people that are just getting started and they're, they're wanting to partner up with brands? Did you ever pursue brands on your own? You know, I've
2: definitely reached out. But my biggest piece of advice is when a brand reaches out to me or my team to work with me in any capacity, the first thing that we do is we ask for the product to be sent over if it's mm-hmm. something I'm not familiar with. And I ask for an adequate amount of time to test it. And let me tell you, that has saved so much headache. Yep. Because I've actually, I'm not going to like name the brand, but I had a a skincare brand send me, it was a face mask and they wanted me to do a post. And it was at the time, one of those ones that literally everybody was posting about. Yep, And I mean, even like one of my very closest friends was posting about it and I tried it I had my husband try it because I, I'm always taking care of his skin. And <laughs> I am not kidding. I got cystic acne to the point of having to go and get injections in my face because of it. Oh and my like in a series, like a series of injections from the dermatologist. It was so it was such a horrible product. And I was so happy that I gave myself the time mm-hmm. to test it out because I would never in a million years want to promote something that would cause damage to somebody else, let alone myself. Like, right. and I don't care the the price tag that comes along with that because that is not worth it to me because my seal of approval means a lot to me and it means a lot to my audience. So just vet your product, yeah. vet what it is and make sure you're giving yourself adequate time to make sure that that brand and that marketing that they have on their product and everything you stand behind, because that is so important.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think brands respect that now too. Like I know we always say like, we need 30 days. And if I don't use it in 30 days, if it's still in the box, I'm not going to post about it. I'm not excited about it. So I think that brands are starting to appreciate that more because they've seen bad influencer partnerships. They've spent money on them. And I think too, when you actually have that influence and you really respect it, I think that your followers understand that and appreciate it too
2: yeah, and honestly, if you're just getting started, talk about the things that you really love mm-hmm. because that's how brands are going to find out about you. they're going to yep. see that you are a true fan and that you are you're in their corner and you're organic, and you know maybe you're completely on brand for them, but I think that that's so important to be able to also create a place where your audience can know and trust what you're saying as well.
0: Mm -hmm. So I love your YouTube channel. I learned how to contour on it. (laughs) (laughs) The one video where you showed like the right way and the wrong way on your face, I still watch it to this day. Whenever (laughs) I'm getting ready and I actually put makeup on, I'm like, let me just pull up Angie's video real quick. So can you talk, we've never had anyone on the show talk about YouTube yeah. and what it looks like to start a channel, any roadblocks or barriers that you had to push through in order to do it. Let's hear about YouTube. I'm excited. Okay. So my
2: biggest roadblock is if you go back and watch my first video, is me. I was horrible, <laughs> horrible. And try being married to an actor Right. Is filming this. And is like getting so angry with you because he's just like, why in the world does the the camera start rolling and all of a sudden the voice gets so light and and like you're not even like and I go back and I watch and I'm like he is so right like the camera would go on and I would become like a different person I'd be like hello gorgeous I'm like who is that person like what was wrong with me like why did I think that I needed to talk like a church mouse it's crazy there's still things that I do on camera to this day that I'll watch back and I'm like what the heck is wrong with me? Because you get so caught up in your head and you like you feel like there's this filter there that you've got to like put on this persona. And like, that's not what people want. They want to see like the unfiltered. They want to see you. They want to see who you are in real life. So the biggest thing that my husband pounded in my head is he's like, when you are talking to that camera, you are talking to your best friend. My best friend's named Megan and she's in Ohio. So he tells says that to me all the time. He's like talking to Megan right now. And whatever it is that you're telling people that they need to do, you're going to tell Megan. And that helped me so much, like so much, because it's hard. It's intimidating. And like when you like really get a setup going and you've got the the six lights all around you and you've got like and if you're doing a campaign and you've got these points that you got to hit and it can be intimidating. So it's like that's tip number one is like, man. Just learn to get comfortable in front of the camera because it is, that's key. That is so key. And I'm sure you've, you've done that before. You've on a YouTube video and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this person, like, what oh. are they doing?
0: like <laughs> it's so funny because also I mean even with podcasting like I sometimes cringe when I listen back to myself I'm like do I really sound like that but oh, it's no. so funny because because nobody else thinks that you know but I also think too I've done some video for different courses I've done or speaking things and it is I think when you're aware of of the camera in front of you like when you look at what actors can do knowing that there's like an entire crew watching them it's brilliant. Like tell Matt that he is a rock star because I feel uncomfortable with one person watching me. I suddenly feel like so silly, so awkward. So how did you kind of overcome that? I'm sure it took a lot of time too, and just getting comfortable and practicing because now I would never guess that you were awkward. It took a lot of marital disputes to be quite (laughs) honest. (laughs) It took a lot. My
2: biggest hump is voiceover.
1: It is so
2: hard for me. And it's easy, like, for me to, to hop on a podcast with him and, like, talk and not have, like, any direction and just, or, like, even with you, like, and maybe you feel the same way, but it's very conversational. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at a computer screen and I put a, a microphone in front of my mouth and I'm, like, watching myself <laughs> play back and I'm like, now I'm going to take this eyeshadow and I'm going to pat it on my <laughs> lid. I'm going to take the 224 brush from Mac. I'm going to, oh. you know, like, and he's like, why are you talking like a school teacher? Because he's a voiceover <laughs> actor. And that's where I'm teaching. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, then he's like, why'd you hit that note right there? And I'm like, what do you, what, what, uh, what, what, note? Huh? what? Oh. <laughs> Like the inflections and all that. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're saying to me right now. All I know is that like, I feel very robotic. So that was my biggest hump was getting over after being on camera, it was voiceover. It's so hard. Mm-hmm.
0: I think. can't even imagine. And how do you come up with like the content that you're going to post? Cause I mean, at some point I would feel like I would run out of things to say or teach. So how do you dream up the content for your channel?
2: Honestly, I don't like stay on the whole trends thing, which like makes me a really bad YouTuber. Because like the number one thing in, in the YouTube world, because after you're on YouTube for a while and you join, like they're so like the YouTube community is so different than the blogging community. Mm-hmm. YouTube community is so like everyone's so nice and they're so helpful and they want to be like, I can reach out to another YouTuber and they will like just give you such encouragement and tips and tricks. And that's actually how I got started as a YouTuber friend of mine she reached out and she saw my videos and very early on. And she just gave me tips from the very beginning. When you're part of YouTube, YouTube creators or creator Academy or whatever it is, they'll coach you and they'll put you through like school, like kind of like an online class, which is really cool because like what in the blogging world is there to to do that for you? You know what I mean? Like there's WordPress or blogspot or whatever. They don't do that. But YouTube does, and they give you kind of like this handbook. And one of the things that they recommend is Google Trends, and so utilizing Google Trends is really, really smart for tent pulling to for creating the right content around like what's coming up. For instance, Halloween's really big for me, so I'm not great about Google Trends any other time than holiday or Halloween because those times are key. So I really just create content around a what it is that in my life that I'm utilizing a lot. So for instance, when I'm like really on the bandwagon of contouring, highlighting contouring, I'm going to create videos about it. Or like when I find something that I really love, like when the beauty blender, like really hit the space and like people were kind of blowing up about it. Like what is this little pink magic sponge? I did a video all about like how to do your entire face using a beauty blender. And that's one of my most popular videos. And then that actually aligned me with beauty blunder for a campaign in the future and to work with them. And so I just really, I really pay attention to like what is popular and that what I'm responding to, you know, like, what am I seeing on social media? What am I seeing in magazines? What am I seeing that? Like, I really want to talk about what am I really excited about? And then that's how I create my own content really.
0: What's incredible. I mean, you have over 175,000 subscribers on YouTube. Which is like um, nothing
2: in the grand scheme of things when you think oh about it. Oh my gosh, it seems YouTubers. like
0: so many people to me. <laughs> that is like so many. But how long does it take to produce one of your videos? Like on an estimate, because you have to prepare, you have to shoot, you have to edit, you have to put it out into the world. What does that right. process look like for you? So, it really depends on what type of video we're talking about. Are we talking
2: about a halloween video that's got like you know a ton of special effects makeup and we're shooting a pre like a little matt loves to get creative like our zombie one that it feels like a movie like we're starting it (laughs) like are we shooting one of those because like the editing and everything going into that on the back end for him can be you know somewhere like eight to ten hours for him just to edit and find Mm -hmm. the music and everything like that but like are we talking about like a five minute makeup routine that I'm sitting there to the camera and then there's really quick edits. And so it really depends on what it is. And if it's a small video like that, like I say small and like that, it's a short video. There's not a lot of editing. There's not a lot of cuts and stuff like that. Then, you know, it's not going to take me that long. It's going to take several hours Mm -hmm. combined. But then if it's like a big deal, like a Halloween thing, I mean, we plan for that like weeks in advance, honestly, like planning out, the costumes and getting the wigs and getting the special effects makeup and shooting it and planning it and aligning ourselves with brands who wanna send me a wig that wants to be featured in this mm-hmm. Halloween. Like it really it can get it can get overwhelming. <laughs> Halloween is a big time, like very overwhelming. But it's so fun. It really is so fun. It's such a creative outlet for us. So there's no complaints on our end. We we just have fun with it honestly and but just kind of taking the pressure off of it for us as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Excuse the interruption. I know you are enjoying this content and your brain feels like it might explode. And so I wanted to drop in and remind you of our totally free resource created with you in mind. If you're only on Pinterest pinning recipes, fashion inspo, and home decor, it is time to up-level your pinning game and get more intentional with your strategy. This show isn't brought to you by a sponsor and I'm sparing you on the ads, but it is made possible by our free ultimate guide to Pinterest. And I want you to get your hands on it. Cool. So hop on over to jkpinterest.com, grab your copy and start rocking Pinterest with intention today. Hit pause, go get your guide, and then we can jump right back into today's show. I'll see you over at jkpinterest.com. Now, back to the good stuff. Do you know offhand like what your most watched video has been? I feel like, is it the one with you and Matt, the 902101?
2: I would think it probably is like our husband tag, or husband does my makeup, or something yep. like that. I mean, let's be honest, everybody loves Matt, so. <laughs>
0: How has it been? I mean, being married to someone like him, like real life, like, I mean, he's a very handsome man. He's very kind on the eyes, but also <laughs> too, like you said, like your life kind of revolves around his schedule and what's going on yeah. in his life. What has that looked like in terms of kind of creating your own brand and running with it, but also realizing that sometimes your dreams are going to take the back seat? The most of the time, my dreams are going to take the back seat. So yep. yep. <laughs> <The> honesty <laughs> hour, let's
2: go. <laughs> that's just really how it, how it is, because his career is very, you know, it's front and center for us. And if it wasn't for what he did, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so that's just how it is. Yes, you were right. It's husband does my makeup actually is our most popular video. I just looked it up, which is actually pretty hysterical. Because he really I'm not exaggerating he really going into this thought that he could do my makeup better than me <laughs> And so why he chose to sit down and blend together blue and yellow eyeshadow I'm not really and he even went for the cat eye like he
0: was going for it That is it, amazing I think <laughs> Drew would be like a lost puppy if we ever tried to do that <laughs> Well Matt's like I've watched you film like it
2: feels like hundreds right. of these I can do this I sit in the makeup trailer and get my makeup done all the time So yeah, he was very confident, (laughs) but it's honestly, it's been a dream being married to him. It's listen. I mean, with every single career choice that your husband or boyfriend might have, like there's going to be ups and downs. Everyone thinks that Hollywood is going to be this amazing thing that there's no bad days, you know, like how could there be like, they're working the most amazing job in the world, but if you want to know what it's really like, I did a blog post and I, and it was like five, like the reality of being married to an actor, like the mm-hmm. 10 things that people don't know. Cause there's so much that goes into it from the behind the scenes perspective that nobody even understands. For instance, as much as we have to move around, like nobody ever thinks about that. When you're an actor, you move to where the projects are and rarely do things film in LA anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's very much, you know. A labor of love. It's, it's very much a, we go where the work is. And that's just kind of how it is. And it's honestly like, it's, I'm very blessed to be with him because he's just my rock and he's amazing. And it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but he's perfect in my opinion. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I today, love it. today, today, today. I know I texted Drew because he before our interview he came home and bought me dark chocolate and trolley sour gummy worms and was like, "Do you need any coffee?" And I, I texted him. I was like, "You are the best human in the world." And then I was like, "Yeah, today. <laughs> We're not going to run too far with this." I think what's what true marriage is, though. I mean, it's there's definitely like an ebb and flow and sacrifice yes. on both ends, yes. and I think that you know, especially when there's two people pursuing careers where like, yes, they mix, but they're not, you know, they stand alone as well. And I think that, you know, it's one of those things I think that is really hard to navigate. And I think that You never really have answers on it. You're just, you know, doing what's best for you guys in the moment and what you can choose. So how are you guys preparing for baby and like the uncertainty, the unknowns that come with that, especially with, you know, the way that your careers are going? I mean,
2: first of all, I just to dial back for a second, I feel like the the key for us has been being each other's number one fan. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We are 100% in for each other. When it comes to having a baby, we have no idea what that's going to look like. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea. I have no idea. We're just going to roll with the punches because right now we're living in LA and we have no family here. And we're just going to do our best to do the best we can and Mm -hmm. figure this out as we go. He's He's in production right now for his show Timeless. And I'm due in January. He will be on the show until end of March. And then who knows where we'll end up. Thankfully, we have been so blessed that they actually moved the show to LA because last season it filmed in Canada. And like to most people, would probably be like, "Oh my gosh, like that's not a big deal." It is a huge. It's a huge Mm -hmm. deal to live outside of the country and try to run your your business out in a different country. And everyone's like, "It's Canada. It's not a different. It was a different country. It's a different country." And so, (laughs) and it's it's a big deal every time we move because you know, like I said earlier, his schedule's so long. So I'm completely alone in a different city by myself. And so it's, I don't really know what it's going to look like for when baby comes. I'm going to, I finally this year hired an assistant and that has been a huge game changer for me because I have to have the support. Mm-hmm. I have to have somebody to help me keep my life together. You know, just as well as I do that this is very much a real job and mm-hmm. you, need, you need somebody who's going to like crack the whip on you, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So- well, and because it's like again, you, when you stop working, you can't have everything stop. Like you, it, no. things the show must go on in a yeah. sense. And I think that it's impossible to do it all by yourself. And I'm sure, did you feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders when you could hand yes. stuff off? <laughs>
2: yes. Because my assistant's also my cousin and one of my very best friends in my life. So it's, it's such a blessing to be able to work with somebody and to be able to you know, provide revenue to somebody who is mm-hmm. so close to you, but it's it's such a weight lifted off. That's the best way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. just like a ah, like right. I have somebody I can trust who's going to be in my corner, who's going to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. And it's true. You you can't. The show has to go on, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on in your life, because people have come to follow you, and they've come to. Expect certain things from you, expect content from you. So you've got to be able to provide that, or they're going to move on to the next, you know? Mm -hmm. So, have you guys been preparing
0: like your work for when you go off, or like what does that look like? Because I always wonder I mean, clearly people are going to want to see real time, like baby and all that kind of stuff. But what does it look like in terms of like an editorial calendar for when you are on leave, in a sense, or, you know, just kind of settling into the new norm?
2: So I'm the worst Instagrammer ever. It's worst. Like,
1: I feel that's like actually not I, true.
0: It is. No, it
1: really is. Because
2: like, I feel like for instance, when I look at your Instagram, I'm just like, everything's so beautiful. and like, So pretty. And like, so curated. Here's my mirror selfie. That is very real because that's exactly what I was doing today. I'm not good about planning out like social media. That's just not my, my thing. I'm very fly by the seat of my pants. And that works for me because yeah. it's, my audience is a very real audience, and they love that engagement like they love to because i I tell it like it is like mm-hmm. but in regards to you know working with brands and whatnot, like I've had to have like some come to Jesus moments with my team in that this is what I'm do. But that doesn't mean that that's when baby's coming. Baby can come anytime. (laughs) So for the partnerships that we have lined up, we need a good amount of lead time in case something changes because I, and I got to have it in the contracts that if something goes on here that we've got like this cushion. Yeah. Because just because I'm due in January doesn't mean she's not going to come in December. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be, I'm not going to have a C-section and I'm going to be down for a minute and can't do this stuff. So I've been trying to be very cognizant of time. That has been the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So I still have five weeks, thank the Lord. <laughs> I'm starting to batch some stuff. Like I've been stockpiling photos and gonna you know, batch some content, but I'm also going to I'm gonna also give myself some relief in that I'm yes. going to just not and expect myself to blog every day for mm-hmm you know, the first couple of weeks that she's here. Cause that's not realistic. And I'm also okay. If I miss a day, I'm You're not, welcome. you know, like posting on Instagram. I know there's a lot of people out there who's like, I can't miss a posting date. I've got to put three photos up to I'm just not that person. Like
0: you as- and I are like opposites and the same in weird ways. Like I, like a plan makes me feel like I can rest. So like I batch to the extreme. I mean, like it's it's December and we're recording through April. So we're like five months ahead. But at the same point, it's also like not always the healthiest way to approach things because then you're like setting these really unrealistic expectations for what needs to get done. But I think too, like the beauty, like you said, of people following you is like seeing what's really going on. And And I feel like when I see like real life like pictures of you and Matt or like things like that like that's the stuff where I'm like there she is like in a sense and so how have you juggled kind of what people want in a sense versus like what you feel called or compelled to post about like have you had any like weird not experiences but you know you know when you're putting up a post if it's going to do well or not in a sense
2: like weird commenters when like I get a guy come on telling me that I have like really sexy toes like that (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah. But even just like balancing <laughs> just like how much life you share versus like the teaching, because I think, you know, you're oh, known yeah. for your tutorials, but I think also people love like the real life. I was just totally kidding about the toast thing. Although I'm not. Oh, yeah. um, I was going to that- say you're not kidding. That's real. That really happened. <laughs> it's been a balance for us
2: because we also want to maintain some privacy. Matt's in a industry where you know, paparazzi is a real thing and it's a balance of him wanting to keep our private life private, but I'm a very open person. So it's been, it's been a really, it's been a struggle, like figuring out how much is it that do I want to reveal that he's okay with because he's very private and I'm not. So I don't really have the magic answer to that because we still go through that every day. Mm -hmm. It's like creating a post and sending it to him. Like, are you okay with me? giving this much information about everything. yep. And then there's Hello Bump, our podcast where I'm literally talking about my crotch <laughs> on a podcast to thousands of people. And I'm like, are you okay with this? And he's like, well, it's, it's crotch. there. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so we still haven't figured out that balance because it's a day by day thing. It's a, How much of our home do we want to show the world? Mm -hmm. How much of our lives do we want to show the world? How much of our marriage do we want to show the world? Like, and I think it goes back to us. Like, is this going to encourage somebody? Is this going to do positive? Or is this just like showing too much of our lives just to show it? Because if that's Mm -hmm. the case, then I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person.
0: Have you guys talked about like what you're going to do once you have the baby? Like I, I often wonder like, you know, there are some people that don't show their baby's face or some people that don't tell the name of the baby or things like that. And I just think it's one of those like gray areas where everyone has to do what they feel is right. But have you guys talked about that at all?
2: We waited a very long time to announce the pregnancy first
0: mm-hmm. of all. Yes, we you waited. did. Yep. Yeah,
2: I was pretty far along and it was it got to the point where I had so many people speculating that I was pregnant <laughs> and like sending me DMs and even emails. I was getting emails from random people. Like, I know you're pregnant. And like, I'm like, I'm not even showing, like, how are these people figuring this out? Because he's got a very dedicated following. I guess yeah. you could yeah. say that us. And I, I got grandfathered into that, whether I like it or not. So we haven't had the conversation of what we're going to show or not going to show with the baby, because I just think it's unrealistic to not show her face because mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we're not Brad and Angelina. We're not, we don't have people sleeping in our front yard trying to get pictures of us. Do I think that that's something that if we're out with her and we're in West Hollywood or something and there's paparazzi and they catch her, they're going to post, you know, like sell those pictures. I do. I do think that that's going to happen. So I would rather, much rather us be the ones to be able to post that, you know, post her Mm -hmm. photos and and release her name and us being in control of that than somebody else. We have not released her name yet, which by the time everybody listens to this, everybody yep. will know it. She'll be baby. <laughs> That's just because, A, we want to see her first. Yep. Because can you imagine releasing to your all of your followers on every channel what the name's going to be? And then you see her and you're like, ha, just kidding.
0: <laughs> it's not the right name.
2: <laughs> she does not look like a right. Sophia or whatever it is that it yep. might be. Yeah, So we just, we've decided that that's something that's very personal to us. We've also found through family and friends that everybody has an opinion about names.
0: Yeah. And that's just
2: not something we don't want to, we don't want to open ourselves up to at this point.
0: So, Amen. I feel like once a child is born, no one will say anything because what are you going to say? But when you have the ideas and people are like, oh, uh, I don't know, you like, don't even go there. Just don't even, like we found that out the hard way. Just, just don't even talk about names with people.
2: Right. <laughs> Because everybody has an opinion, and either they're going to love it or they're going to hate it, and they let you
0: know, right? Exactly.
2: They don't care if it hurts your feelings or what.
0: So I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm gonna rapid fire you questions about YouTube. So if you had to pick your absolute favorite thing about YouTube, what would it be, and why?
2: I think it's the creativity that I can get on there, and I can make a video about anything that I want because I actually get to show it and people my audience gets to connect with me. There's a difference in reading words and not seeing a person say those words and somebody actually saying those words and you watching them talk about that. You feel like you know them. And I feel like my followers feel like they know me because they you know, they see me talking and I think that that's a huge advantage to YouTube.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so going off of that, what's your least favorite thing about hosting a successful YouTube channel?
2: Oh, mean comments.
0: Hands down, mean comments.
2: I mean, listen, everybody gets mean comments in like some capacity on some platform, but YouTube is another level because they can see you again and they Mm. connect with you and they think that they know you, but they also think that they're hiding behind their computer screen and that they can say whatever they want. So, Mm. YouTube comments can be brutal. Like I've had some really nasty ones. You should
0: do a video of you reading them. Have you seen when people do that when they read mean comments? Yeah, like the
2: mean tweets thing. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: I've wanted to do that. I think it would just be so funny. But I also think some of them are so hurtful that I wouldn't be able to laugh.
2: They're so hurtful because... And the majority of mean comments coming at me are people who are fans of my husband who think I don't deserve to be with him. (laughs) It's all personal attacks on me because of him. So, like, nine times out of ten, it has nothing to do with me or my content. It's almost always with him. So it's just, like, to me, it's irrelevant. Like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're probably 12 years old.
0: Right? (laughs) they probably wrote down his name in, in their diary of somebody they want to i'm marry. like you're
2: watching Managing on netflix right now and you're just like firing <laughs> off at me because i'm married to liam
0: oh, is there anything you think that people need to do to host a successful youtube any magic tricks that helped you stand out and get your message out
2: Honestly, stay authentic to who you are. Mm-hmm. like don't don't get on there and create content that you see everybody else creating just because that's what you think is working for everybody else because it's not gonna work for you. And that goes I mean, that goes honestly for anything with blogging too. I feel like I feel like there's so many carbon copies out there of yeah. what people see as successful, and it's like, why like you were created to be you. Why do you want to mm-hmm. be somebody else? Mm-hmm. That's what's so cool about about influencers is that you've gotten to this place where people are following you for you. So be that be exactly
0: that. I love that. So, what is your dream for Hello Gorgeous? Do you have anything that you're like excited to tackle with the new year besides having a baby? I mean, like, that's (laughs) obviously really important too.
2: I mean, like, having a little girl that I get to dress up is like very exciting. (laughs) But I, you know, I always from day one have always talked about that I would love to have my own product line one day. mm -hmm. I'm not anywhere near that. Like I'm not like dropping hints like that's going to happen.
0: No, I could totally that's see true. that though. I mean, I would buy it a uh, handstand. Oh, it would be gosh. beautiful and it would be like the best ingredients. I can already see it.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure what it would even be. I've always talked about that. I would love to have my own makeup line. And I've also talked about that. I'd love to have my own clothing. Line. Like mm-hmm. I was, I remember in college, like I would sketch out outfits that like I wanted to create, but I don't know how to work a sewing machine. So that was never, <laughs> I tried. Believe oh. me, it's not good.
0: I love watching Project Runway. And I'm like, dude, those people, they can draw, then they have to pick out the fabric, then they have to sew it, then they have to fit it, then they have to style the model. Like there's a lot that goes into it. But I mean, even just having the vision, I think that's where it starts. That's exciting. Yeah.
2: I mean, even the makeup thing, like I used to get, I used to go to Mac and ask them for the the blank faces. Do you ever go to the Mac counter and see how they have the sheets of white paper? It's just got the arch of the face with the eyes and the nose, and that's it. And, and then the artists like sketch it in with the makeup.
0: Um, I yes, to- but we live in a town that literally the nearest Mac would be like two hours from
2: us. Uh, believe me, <laughs> but I yes, from Ohio, from Ohio, I that. <laughs> but I used to go when I had a chance, like when we got our first Mac in Canton, Ohio. I used to be like, can I please have some of those, some of those papers? And they'd let me take them home, and I would like sketch out makeup on them, and I would I feel so artistic and I don't know what I was going to do. Like anybody who would let me touch their face. Like I was doing their makeup.
0: That is amazing.
2: I was threading people's eyebrows, like anybody, (laughs) anything, anything that I could do. I just taught myself.
0: So yeah. It's amazing. So the last question I have for you is just, do you have any big goals that you want to accomplish this year?
2: You know, honestly, I just need to get past having this kid. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's my biggest goal. (laughs) Be successful,
0: successfully birth a child into the world.
2: That is like a huge goal for me, to be honest. You know, I just really would love to see my brand flourish. I would Mm -hmm. love to see my following grow. We're in the day of an age right now, which when this airs, I hope that we're no longer in this day that like Instagram's just taking a nosedive. And I just would really like to to be at the point where I'm on the the happy end of that. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I just would love to see my community grow and thrive and connect more every day with my followers.
0: Well, I think you are doing all of the things right. And I think you are such a joy to follow. So where can everybody follow you? And guys, now that this episode is out, you can go see the sweet little baby and find out her name. Where can they find you?
2: It's just my name, Angela Lanter at Angela Lanter. On
0: everything. On everything. Same for the URL. Thank you so much, Ange, for coming on on your birthday, nonetheless. And I'm just so excited because I think that, you know, it's going to be so fun to watch you navigate this next stage of your life. And I think that your transparency and putting so much out there with just that heart of yours, it's been so fun to watch you continue to just diversify in the way that your life is changing too. And so guys, make sure you go follow Angela. Thank you so much for coming on today, Ange. There you have it, guys. Isn't Angela awesome? I'm so excited to watch this next chapter of her life unfold. And at the time of this recording, when it comes out, she'll have had her sweet baby girl. And so I'm so excited to be able to creep on what that adjustment is looking like for her and Matt. Before we sign off, I want to share this week's review of the week from username T Fusty. Says sometimes you need a little reminder of how to jumpstart, get on track, stay on track, or just get it done and focus, this podcast does it. It shares valuable insight on how to identify your brand, get clear on who you are, and making it all translate. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews every single week. I love checking in on how you guys are doing and how this show is making an impact in your lives. It truly means a lot to me. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for grabbing those earbuds and tuning in so that you and I can hang out every single week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more, the merrier thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time you gold digger you